Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby, and I'm back in our magical little home here in Colorado. Um, it's fantastic. Today, in fact, the last several days, I have been in small seats, and uh, I like to make the point that the American with Disabilities Act, or Americans with Disabilities Act, it... Um, prioritizes people who are, um, well, disabled, I guess. And I think that it should also cover people who are disabled to fit in small seats, perhaps. You know what I mean? Um, because I'm over six foot tall. And even though a lot of people would say, but Austin, but Austin, that means you could get all the pussy in the world. No, wrong. It means I can't fit in a lot of seats. Like, um... Airplane seats and shuttle seats and bus seats and all that kind of thing. It's just not made for me. But whatever. We're home now. It was, um, there were several f you know, flights and rides. I want to say there was a man I was enamored by. His name was Jose from the Yucatan, presumably. And um, he was on our flight. He sat diagonally in front of me. And I took his picture because he was wearing a uh, bright rojo shirt, a cowboy shirt of some sort, and uh, a cowboy hat that was black because he was a baddie, and uh, it was bedazzled with rhinestones, and it said Jose and Yucatan across the brim and had a uh, cross on the front, and he was wearing rose-tinted glasses, literally, and as the sun was shining through the landing aircraft windows, they... He glue. Wow. I'm, I just turned on the air conditioning. You know how you come home to a, a house and you've had the AC off or up and uh, it's kind of like stale? You know, the air is like musty. It's, of course, it's a little bit warmer, but it actually wasn't that warm. Um, it's like 71 downstairs and 76 upstairs, but there's still like a staleness. And I'm trying to get that out, but I can hear the grumblings through the vents of uh, condensation, I guess. And that reminds me when I got my uh, first ever COVID test to get back into the country in Mexico. Um, it was in a little trailer and they had a window unit type air conditioner sitting on the back of the trailer with a bucket underneath it to catch the condensation. And it was so hot and humid there, you can imagine that the condensation coming off of this window unit air conditioner was like someone had turned on a spigot. It was overflowing, splashing. It was insane. I'd never seen so much condensation. Um, that's what this reminds me of. Actually, I think what I'm hearing might be the drains of Casey taking a shower and not condensation. That would make more sense. Um... Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. I, I feel like I have so much to tell you guys. It was another day of fruit salad. Looking back on my pictures, um, there was a lot of fruit salad these last several days. Turns out they do have salad in Mexico. Um, I trust it. I ate several, several, especially side salads, but um, it's clearly not as popular. It's clearly not as popular. Let's put it that way. And it's not that it's not trustworthy because of the water or the produce quality or anything that is also true. 
it's more not trustworthy because of how clearly less popular it is. You don't want to be the only person to order salad in a week. Um, that's it. Also, last night for dinner, I had an octopus salad, uh, octopus burrito. And I realized, you know, I, I was like, oh, do I want a burrito? I do want octopus. And I looked down the whole menu for other entrees that use octopus. And the only option was the burrito. And then I realized, oh, that was stupid. <laughs> that was stupid of me to order the only octopus dish. At, and it's an octopus burrito. And I was the only, I mean, you, you can see where I'm going here. Um, what I said to Casey's grandma when we saw her uh, at the airport today, and we, we went to dinner with her and drove her around. Um, she accompanied us on our return stretch. I said, you know, Mexico's, you know, Mexico's fine. Um, looking back on the pictures that we took there, we'll probably have fond memories of it. And I guess that's why you do any vacation. Um, it is a family vacation on my end. So take with that what you will. But um, you, I, I said, you know, you couldn't flush the toilet paper. Couldn't drink the water, couldn't flush the toilet paper. And I've never been to a country where I needed to shit more. Not forget country anywhere ever three, four times a day. And it wasn't diarrhea. It was no, it was pretty much normal. Everyone in consistency and size, but it was just frequent, frequent. I might've been the sweatiness. It might've been the walking. Maybe I was uh, drinking a lot and overcompensating for what I assumed to be deadly heat stroke or dehydration. I did finish an entire 10 liter bottle of water while there, um, which I'm proud of. Casey helped a little bit. Casey used it to brush her teeth, which I thought was kind of... It was fine. It was fine. Um, wow, though. The, you know, when sitting in silence, as you kind of do while traveling and driving, especially, uh, in your mind might wander to special subjects of yours. And for me, one of those subjects is uh, the subject of anarchy. Um and and by that i mean that i don't have a political affiliation that most people would understand i have i do have no political affiliation but um the way that i could get a vocabulary word closest to what most people who are uh asking would identify i'd say i'm an anarchist i don't believe in government i think it's illegitimate and that now the political discourse is entirely in bad faith meaning that Everyone just wishes to do harm to other people more than they wish to better themselves um, or society by extension. Where is I getting with this? Um, you get kind of embarrassed and disgusted. I do. I I'm sensitive. That's maybe what it is. Uh, as apathetic as I've become from empathy fatigue, I have on uh, my life been a sensitive person. Maybe people don't see the byproduct of that sensitivity, which is anger, as stereotypically sensitive, but I think it is. And um, it, one of those things has been with this coronavirus and this Afghanistan more recently, right? There's just been things that make me uh, frustrated. And going to a third world country or a second world country, I think highlights how not up to my standards even what people would call the first world is. And I, what I've been saying is like 
Next vacation, let's go somewhere where the GDP is higher than America, where they have something to teach us, okay? Other than how good we've got it. Oh, wow, we're so good in America. And I think what happened, I didn't want to shout about this in the Airbnb or anything. I ran into some Canadians. And at the end of our long conversation, they were like, wow, we're surprised you're American because, like, no offense, but we have a negative connotation of Americans. And I was like, hey, man, you know, so do I. And um, it's it, it just was thought-provoking. And... I, it's made me basically uh, okay. Basically, like I would call Mexico a third world country. Other people would go, "Oh, it's a second world country." It's like, no, actually, there's just a fourth world now, and we are in a second world country in many parts of America. There are first world little enclaves in America that you can find yourself in by like extreme wealth and happenstance. Yeah, you could be in a luxury mall for example, and think that you were in the first world. But if I came up to you with a baseball bat and shattered your teeth, you would quickly realize you were not and that you were now presented with not only a mediocre justice system, but also one where uh, you probably have a big bill on your hands to replace your teeth. And um, anyway, so... The canned phrase, the thing that I want to say, is that it's extra disappointing to go to a lower-end country and see how it is this grotesque facsimile, right, parroting back at you, this consumerism, in a way that, yeah, it makes you recoil. They still have some things from America— the idea that they uh, need to be slaves, for example, to work and that they're all obese and such and that they're obsessed. Like you're walking through their ruins where they're happy to tell you about um, the, their brave history of, of being warriors and stuff. Um, except like, no, man, the jungle took and eroded that. And, and maybe yes, Spanish conquistadors did something down the line and disease, ironically. But like now... You're all pandering to these outsiders walking us through, and I will give them credit where credit's due. At least their beggars have something to give, are trying to sell something, and aren't just harassing you and uh, yelling obscenities at you on the street or anything like that, or just guilt-tripping you with puppy dog eyes and the color of their skin. Um, There is a little bit of that, but in... This, in Chichen Itza especially, it is absolutely overrun by these shacky, they're not shacks, they're just like, that's that's a compliment to even say shacks, they're not shacks, there's no covers on almost all of them, they're just tables with the same tchotchke junk laid out on them, and uh, they're as you're walking by, they're all going, excuse me, dollar, just one dollar, just one dollar, Excuse me, senor, dollar, feed my family, senor. And you're just getting it from all sides. You just want to see the ruins. And the guide is like, yeah, no, man. They're like trying to feed their family. And you're like, yes, but I paid an entrance fee to come in here, dude. What is that going towards? The cartels? Anyway. Uh, and it, the what I'm getting at is that they go, one dollar, one dollar. 
Your currency is pesos. Be a proud people. Try it. I can't be. I feel when I go someplace and it's like I, I legitimately would speak only Swedish in these countries. Like I legitimately would be like only speaking Swedish if Casey understood it and I wasn't with my family. Just you, it's embarrassing that their priorities are so out of whack, dude. So out of whack that they're like, let's build these luxury hotels, but not pave roads or get plumbing or drinking water. I don't know, dude. It's messed up. It's messed up. And then you come back to America and you're like, there's a lot messed up here too. It's a lot messed up here too. I mean, our house is nice. You know what I mean? So I like being here. Um... And the food in Mexico was genuinely good. I preferred just about every meal in Mexico. But you could get better food here, though. So I don't know. You could get better Mexican food here. But that's not even legitimate Mexican food in Mexico. It's like all what they think an American would want. You know what I mean? In, I, I had in Atlanta like more authentic Mexican food than you would get in Quintana Roo at these uh, or in the Yucatan at these tourist traps which it's not even like tourist traps like no the town is a tourist trap the state is a tourist trap you understand like you drive from one state to the next state for two hours the entire thing is a tourist trap and it's all the same like made in China junk they're trying to sell you and pretend is like a Mayan calendar they carved on the spot it's bizarre. It's bizarre. And I think that me and my mom are on the same page. I would not go back to Mexico in my lifetime. And I would recommend other people do not. But we did have some fun times. We did things that are exclusive to Mexico that, yeah, maybe you should. Everyone see a Mayan ruin one, once in their life. But like, oh, dude, I don't know. It's in Mexico. You know what I'm saying? It was tough. It was an opportunity. And more towards the theme of anarchist and, and whatnot, um, all of that, because it's also a place with obviously a crooked government, like obviously, like people are terrified of the police as they are in America. Like that's a thing that's very similar, right? Um, and the federales and like all, everyone's clearly terrified of them all and they're crooked and all the stories are of them being crooked as is in America. Um, oh, Casey just dropped something upstairs. So... We had, for the first time ever, I'm vaccinated. I don't know if I've ever said that on this podcast. I am vaccinated. I got the vaccine a long time ago. Um, I've also had COVID. Okay? So I've had COVID. I've been vaccinated. And then you take a, a test because you need to take a test to get back into America. And I'm negative for COVID because I'm obviously negative, I'm vaccinated, and that's how it works. And I wouldn't care if I was positive, frankly. I, if I would have tested positive, I would have gone and gotten more and more tests until I got a negative test. Or I would have bribed the next person. I said, give me a negative test so I can go back to my country. I don't want to stay here for 10 more days. Are you kidding me? So anyway, you know you're negative, And then you're at the airport and you're sitting in the airport. And I found myself getting this fruit salad so that I could literally nibble on pieces of fruit to not wear a mask because I've been wearing a mask for like 12 hours. And it's absurd because the masks don't do hardly anything. I mean, I know they literally do 
on a large scale if everyone wears them and social distances. But everyone, the masks, and to go down this rabbit hole, I know, the masks, the thing is, they are effective with everyone using them. But what's more effective is everyone staying home and or social distancing, giving me space. The masks aren't some magic COVID prevention. Obviously, they do help a little bit. But when you're in an airport and you find yourself like just trying to skirt the rules, like drinking water, sip by sip, holding the bottle near your nose so you can get some fresh air. And because honestly, just the tightness of the mask, it is too much to ask of people. It is too much to ask of people. You don't have to be an anti-masker to think that. It's too much to ask of people. So I'm sitting there and I think to myself, wait, I'm vaccinated and everyone in this airport to get into the airport, you had to show a negative COVID test. Why are we all wearing masks? Because there's a 2% chance that you're going to get it. No, dude. It's a joke at this point. This is just madness. And then I'm on my phone and I see something about how like they want to... Uh, they want Biden to step down or something. And I'm like, what? This is just the, the weirdest world. It's just the weirdest world. And I'm happy to be home and have normal salads from here on out. Slightly more tan. I've got my big hat. I came back with a big old hat. Um, and the solar was killing it today, by the way. It was fully, the batteries were fully charged by lunch. And we put into the grid like three times more energy than we took out. Or basically, or than we used, sorry. We took no energy from the grid and then put three times more than what we used into the grid. So uh, I'm stoked on it, guys. This has been one of the longest episodes. I'm sorry if it's ranty. I just can't help but, like, on a day like today, I am tired. And sometimes that's when I feel like I have the most energy. When I'm just like, wow, I'm tired of this. You know what I mean? I'm tired in, like, a uh, Thomas Jefferson sort of way. <laughs> hey, please stay healthy, um, stay inquisitive, and come again tomorrow.